Hello everybody, it's been a while, but the new challengers are back, and I am sitting here with the dreaded challenger. How are you doing today, dreaded? You know what we gotta do, angry challenger? What do we gotta do? We got to give the people, give the people what they want. Shout out Jalen Rose. We're here to give the people what they want. Respect, respect to Jalen Rose. Respect to fighting game players everywhere. Because we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit a little bit about something different today. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. We had a discussion. A new pod for 2016. Yes. We're bringing this very specific instruction to you can you believe that it is a new year and we've got all these great fighting games coming down the pipe i know i know and and forgive us for not giving you a fresh pod in a while things have been it's been the off season uh work and and vacation and holidays have come up but it has given us time to gather our thoughts on all these upcoming new games yes yes it has we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that later, but for this podcast, what, what are we gonna talk about, Angry? Well, today we're gonna talk about different player levels and how you can focus you, the players, and us, of course, on becoming a better player by understanding what type of player you are and where you are in the cycle of progression. Yeah, it's important to know these things because you gotta you can't just stay where you are. You can't just stay at novice level and continue to enjoy the game. You know, again, we're just playing for fun, but it's not fun to be a scrub. No, so you got to know where you where you are so that you can uh, you can level up your game, which is what we're all about. We're all about helping you level that up so you can have the maximum experience uh, playing some Street Fighter. Yes, indeed. And I know that uh, there are certain levels where people get stuck, and there are levels where you can stay permanently and enjoy the game, but you won't actually like be me. good at the game. Word. Yes, that happened. That happened to me. I'll say it. It did happen to me. and But now I know where I am and I know what I need to do to get better. So I just want to preface all of this by saying that I am not an expert player. I'm not a high-level player. Nor am I. But but we, yes. we have experience and we've seen a lot of players of various levels. And we can do a little bit of analysis for you. So if you disagree with us, that's cool. You know, respect that. But... We have some opinions and we want to share them. We think they might help. Yeah, and if you know, if you want to hit us back up and be like, "Yo, I think you're wrong," or "This is what I think," you can always hit us up on Twitter. You can. Yeah, and we'll, we'll tell you what those are at the end of the podcast and how to reach out to us. There's many different ways that you can reach out to us, and we'll let you know. Yes. But uh, these are these are our opinions uh, and what and our observations and our analyses, and we stand by them. Yes, we do. So uh, let's let's get going. Okay, so I want to talk about two different styles or levels of play where you can get stuck first because that's where I spent most of my time in my fighting game career, as it were. Or actually more than two. There's more, but we'll, we'll go over them just quickly. Okay, so button masher. I'm sure you've all heard this before. Some people actually refer to fighting games as button mashers. And in a previous podcast with Keats, he actually he talked a little about how it was weird how people will pick up a fighting game and you know they'll just want to press all the buttons. Whereas like you play a racing game and the first person, the first thing someone asks is what's the accelerate, what's the brake, um, and stuff like that. And they actually want to play the game like they're driving a car. But for a fighting game, it's not as intuitive because you can't really 
you know, draw the concept of punching and kicking with pressing buttons. You know what I mean? Well, um, that, well, unfortunately, that's how a lot of people fight in real life. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're just, absolutely just, right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they play it like a game of rock and sock and robots. It's whoever can, uh, can swing their fist the fastest, you know, wins. But that's not that's not how good fighting happens in real life. And you know, know what? I never thought of it that way, but you're 100 percent correct on that. <laughs> you know, okay. that's right. not really how you win fights in a consistent basis. But a lot of people fight like that. You know, they're just jamming on the buttons. They just flailing their their limbs around until one of. Them and I wins. like I like that you said that. I like that you use the word consistent winning on a consistent basis you can go out into a real fight and you can swing and swing and swing and you can get a lucky hit or whatever and knock someone out right that happens i'm sure we've seen plenty of youtube videos world star or whatever of people getting knocked out on the street by like a wild punch that's not yep. good fighting that's not nope that's not good for anybody and just like that's not good fighting in real life, it's not good fighting in fighting games. Because you can win a lot of matches, but then you go, you match up against the wrong guy who knows what they're doing, a professional. Which is most guys who knows who they're, what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, fighting games aren't like real fighting in the sense that, you know, you have to go out there, trial and error, and you might get beat up, you might never fight again. It's fighting games, you lose a match, you learn, you move on. Button mashers... A lot of times they don't learn because they win a lot of matches button mashing, and that's great. But at the same time, you fight somebody who knows what they're doing, and they're going to tear you down. They're going to tear you down fast. Yes, they will. Um, and that's the thing. you know. A lot of people start button mashing, and they'll start getting wins. And then they're like, wow, you know what? This game is really easy, or... I'm really good at this game, so they never even want to pretend to, you know, do anything else. But then that brings the question, like, what kind of fun are you having? Like, this is the game where if I just mash on the buttons as hard as I can, I, I, I win. I, well, that's like, that's less skill than whack-a-mole. That, you know, a, a game like that's going to get old real fast. Yeah. Thankfully, if anyone, you know, anyone who's marginally knows what they're doing can beat can you know block and then punish and then you know they lose and they they either quit the game or they level up to the next level so button mashing is not fun we've all been there you know if if i if i if i play you know if i pop in you know any kind of fighting game with my nine-year-old son he's going to button mash and i you know I try to be like no no it's down forward punch hadouken no he's just gonna button mash and i can't hold that against because he's not but we're, ladies and gentlemen, I'm assuming that you listening to us are intelligent people. Let's let's move on beyond the uh, the grade school level, <laughs> level up to the next level. But let's not stick out, let's not stick on button mashing. I think we all have uh, our our opinions on on button mashing. Yeah, and the only thing I have to say about that to close out on button mashing is, you probably know if you're a button masher if you're pressing everything at one time, you're jumping, you're doing whatever you can just to make it happen, you're just pressing buttons. You have to ask the right questions at any of these levels on what you need to do to get better. And if you're losing because you know you're button mashing, then you gotta slow it down, 
press fewer buttons and actually understand what's going on. Now, uh, the next one I want to talk about was a, is a scrub. A scrub. Scrub, now, yes. I was a scrub. I was there. Also, I. Now, Although I could not admit it until I started getting trounced. Oh man, we get we did get trounced. I was I was there for a lot of the trouncing, and I didn't like yes. it initially, but I learned a lot. And let me talk about scrubs now. Scrub is a more general title than button masher. A button masher, you can look and you can see a button masher. It's somebody who's pressing all the buttons, just going crazy and destroying your controller. Scrub is a bit different. There's many different types of scrubs, but we're not going to get super specific with this because we can talk about different types of scrubs all day. A scrub is somebody who has an understanding of the game to a certain degree, but at the same time, they even though they have this understanding of the game beyond that of button mashing, they're still not any good. No. Yeah, they haven't applied any kind of strategy. Now, let's, you know, we were relating to fighting the other day. At the button mashers, a guy just throwing punches like mad, crazy. The scrub is a guy who would only throw haymakers because the haymakers work, right? So he knows how to knock someone out. So he's going to throw those haymakers like crazy. But that's, that's the extent of it. It's like, I'm going to throw haymakers. I'm going to hold my hands up. Like, that's me fighting. There's more to it than that. That being said, scrubs are people who might just use special moves. Easy way you can check a scrub. I see this all the time when I'm hosting tournaments in the USO. The guy will start the match, and the first thing he'll ask me is not, can I check my buttons? It's, can I check the move list? Yep. Now, let me preface this with something. I'll check the move list, too, for a brand new game when I'm in training mode or whatever. I usually don't do that during a match because if you're challenging somebody, normally you think you know your character. Not only that, but I can say that 90% of the time somebody's asked to check their move list, they've also talked trash to me about how they're good at the game. <laughs> so the first thing they say to me is, I'm the best at playing Ken in Street Fighter, right? And they choose Ultra 1. And they go into the match, they check their buttons, and then they say, let me check the moves real quick. To which I usually respond, it's the same moves as Ryu. It's the same moves since for like the last 20 years. Like Ken has the same 25 moves. specifically. 25, yeah. 25 years of Street Fighter has not changed. <laughs> he has no? the same moves. Hadouken, Tatsumaki, Shoryuken. And then they're like, usually what will happen is they'll immediately go and they'll check their ultra or something. Like, okay, that's how yeah, I do my ultra. Yeah, yeah. That's how I do my Shoryu Repa. Okay, let's go. Then you get the flow chart. You got flow chart scrubs. You've got special move scrubs. You've got super combo scrubs or, you know, comeback mechanic scrubs. You just want to use ultra or X factor or whatever to make. To make their money. To make their comeback. Here's the overarching And that's thing. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. They they just know that one thing. They, yes. It's like that one thing will lead them to victory. Jump, yes. kick to sweep over and over will lead them to victory. Hadoukens over and over again will lead them to victory. You know, it's it's like 
the next level beyond button mashing, but it's still not very sophisticated. You know, props for actually having the like wherewithal to be able to execute, you know, two to three commands at a time to do something, but it's still not a strategic way of going about it. No. Now no. here's a here's a problem, and I completely agree with you, Dryden, on this one. It is they just they go with one thing, whether it's throwing people constantly, sweeping constantly, because it works. They have a more they have a, a better understanding of the game than a button masher. A button masher is very easy to defeat their uh, personality and their ego because they don't know what they're doing at all at the lowest level. They're just pressing buttons. A scrub knows how to block. A scrub knows how to no. do special moves normally. A scrub knows how can maybe even use super combos. A scrub might even know some combos. Their combos might not be optimized, but they might know some combos. And the problem is, because they have an understanding of the game, and they know that that one thing works for them, again, like more than not, because most people aren't great at fighting games, honestly, they get stuck there. Scrub is the the level of player that you don't want to be, and it's the easiest to get stuck. So as much as I, you know, Dredd and I will talk trash about Scrubs when we're playing online in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but the fact of the matter is, I don't think... Dreddy, would you agree with me that you can't really blame those people for getting stuck? Can't. Yeah, because it it's it takes it takes some effort and it takes some time and work to first realize that you know you're just a scrub that there's more to this game, and like to to realize that hey, I am a scrub, and then you actually have to like go out and come up with the strategy to not be a scrub. You know, it takes it takes effort and research to, you know, unlearn what you've learned and then learn how to play the game correctly. Yes. You know, that step is a much higher step to take than, um, than going from a button masher to a scrub. But let me tell you something, and we're about to go into our, our serious levels here in a minute, but once you get that mindset of how to play the game, what you're doing wrong, and how to get better... Not only will you enjoy the game more, but you will win more consistently, and you'll perform a lot better across all games, all platforms, because you have a basic understanding of how to play the game. Yes. And that's what it's all about right there. That is what it's all about. So, um, I've got a few levels I want to talk about, and Dreaded, of course, you can interject with whatever you feel is... uh, Right on. But uh, I've got... See, I've got five different levels, right? I've got novice, uh, mid-level, journeyman, high-level, and expert are my five levels of players. And I want to talk about why I uh, I chose those as my five levels of player with maybe some examples. Right on. Okay. So obviously the, uh, the novice or the neophyte is the, the beginner player, the person who doesn't really understand how to play the game, but they're learning how to play. This is where you can be, you can go from, you know, putting the game in the system to becoming a button masher or a scrub. I really would put scrubs in the novice level because even though they might have an intermediate understanding of the game and might know the mechanics of the game and know how to use, press the buttons to use those mechanics, they're never really going to win against anybody 
who has a higher level of the game. So, the novice player is the brand new player. It's really hard to define that player other than the fact that they are new to the game so they don't really have an understanding. Now, if you want to stop being a novice, don't just hop into the training room. If there's a tutorial mode, play it. Now, I'm sure Dredd and I have talked about it in the past, and if we haven't, we'll probably talk about it later on, but a lot of the tutorial modes are made for fighting game players. Like, at the very base, they're made for people who right. play fighting games. So it can be difficult for somebody who's never played before. So find somebody who you know is good at the game and talk to them about it. Watch YouTube videos, do whatever. But you want to read that instruction manual if the game even has one. <laughs> Nowadays, you don't really see that as much. Nowadays, yeah. You want to get in that tutorial mode. You want to try out those challenge modes. Play the arcade mode, but actually learn about what's going on. Do a little research. You'll, it's amazing how fast you can go from being a novice to an intermediate level player just by opening your mind a bit and just getting out there and playing. Yeah, yeah. Different games have different learning curves. Uh, it took me a little longer to become a functional Tekken player than it, than it is, say, like a you know, Persona 4 Arena player. Um, just different different games will have different learning curves when you start. Don't get discouraged. They're they're all they're all well within reach. Yes. Okay. My next level was intermediate. Now, here's what I want to preface something. Intermediate is very usually when people say intermediate level player, they say like novice, intermediate, and then expert. So it's huge. That's why I have five levels in mind, which is still way out there, but. An intermediate level player to me is a step above a novice and once you become an intermediate level player I think that's where you can take the training wheels off. What I mean by that is for a novice to get better they usually need help to get better. Yeah. Because fighting games are a one-on-one -on -one type of experience like you're playing someone else. It's competitive. I would like to ask you, Dreaded, how many competitive sports do you know of where a single person can excel without a coach or an instructor or something? Someone else out there better than them to help them play? Uh, I can't really think of one. I mean, you think mixed martial arts, you can't go anywhere without a coach and a team and a gym to train with. Everyone's got one. Yes. Boxing is the same. Tennis coaches, you need tennis coaches, you need swim coaches. Even this the, at the most base individual sport, you know. Yeah. I mean, even learning. You like, need someone that knows what they're doing. And even learning an instrument, you can teach yourself how to play an instrument, but it helps to have somebody there with. Yeah, as instrument. it's very true. As a musician, you can go from someone who doesn't know how to play at all to learning some stuff. And become like like going to an open mic and playing some stuff, playing some chords, uh, and actually being able to, to form a song. And then you can actually practice to the next level where you think you're actually kind of good. But I'm going to tell you a secret. Um, unless someone sits down and actually shows you, you're not going to get to that next level of being like a professional. You can do it more consistently. Now that um, and, and fighting, yeah, fighting games is along the same route. And that's not to say that you can't just, like, be awesome and get better. Like, uh, reading stories about Daigo Umahara, how he would just sit there and practice against uh, Giles' low medium kick, was it? He's practicing against that. And I think to, so. Try to beat it. 
That takes a different kind of person. That man is a prodigy. People who can do stuff yeah. like that, that's a prodigy. Yeah, but there's a difference about like stuff. I mean, in all phases of this game, there's stuff that you can just go out there and teach yourself. Yes. That's, there's a process of learning that goes across all of these boundaries. Even at the highest level, you're going to have to teach yourself things. There's things you need to teach yourself. But with once you hit trying to get past this intermediate level, since it's a competitive sport, you can't just train by yourself to be better than someone else because you're not competing. You know? Yes. And that's like that's the danger of playing a fighting game in a vacuum. Because now we're gonna like like we're talking like you do need to have someone. You need to at least, if not a coach, if not someone who's actively trying to make you better, at least have a rival that you can push yourself against. Because let me tell you a story. There was this game called Virtual Fighter Five that was pretty sweet graphics, pretty amazing, it's a pretty highly regarded game. No one plays it anymore, but let's be real, no one does. And I wanted to get into it, and I got me a copy of some Xbox. Uh, Virtual Fighter Five, and I and I'm told myself, you know what, I'm gonna get good at this game. I learned I learned like four different characters. Not only did I beat the arcade mode multiple times, but I got into the uh, not just the story mode, but like the player mode, where you're like you're like leveling up your character and earning rewards, and then you got like the level, and I'm like fifth Dan, tenth Dan, like first Dan, whatever, and then all of a sudden I'm like a grandmaster. You know, I'm putting t- I'm putting in work. With like four different characters. I'm learning combos. I'm learning strategies. I'm learning all this stuff against the computer. And then some dude who was a neophyte of neophytes. Like he's like, well, I've played Street Fighter, but I've never played Virtual Fighter before. He gets in there and what does he do? He button mashes because he doesn't know what to do. And guess what? I didn't have an answer for it. I didn't have an answer for his low jab which he kept spamming which beat all of my super elaborate moves it was very frustrating to me because all of this stuff and all of this work that i put in to be a an advanced player in my mind and against a computer didn't mean anything when it came to a human opponent because remember with fighting games it's about one person against another person so without real competition you can you can get good in your mind you can beat the highest level of the computer. You can you can do all these cool things in training mode, but a, without competition or without a rival or without a coach telling you, "Hey, this is what this game's all about," you are not going to go to that next level. I dropped that game, by the way. I, I never played that game again. I was like, "This is all a waste. My life has been a lie." <laughs> Bro, I feel you. I, you know, I feel you. I thought I was good at Street Fighter Four. Thought I had a, a decent Dan and a decent Ken. Went in there and played Shoto. Beat me 50 times in a row. <laughs> My eyes were open and they could never be closed. But yeah, that's that's the difficult part of uh, you know playing the game and just learning about what you need to do to, to be better. And it's it's tough sometimes, but it has to happen. It does. It does. Uh... You know, you might come, you, it just depends what, when you come into the game. You might just like buy it off the shelf and decide, hey, I'm going to try to get good at this, you know, without any kind of online presence or people to play against. Or you might have learned it in the arcade 
and knowing that, hey, I'm going to start to play this game to be part of this community. But you definitely people, you know, and even if it's just online or something, you're, at least you're playing against a real life person. And Very important. And this is where the difference between a novice and an intermediate comes into play because an, an, intermediate, an intermediate player, a mid-level player, has the knowledge to get better. They do. They'll have more knowledge than the novice. The problem is they might not have uh, they don't they don't have the consistency yet that a higher level player would have. And while they have an understanding of the game that the novice does not have, they might still have problems against button mashers and scrubs and things of that nature. Because they're really just starting out. So I guess if I were to relate this to martial arts, the novice would be the guy who ju who's just now walking in into the uh, dojo or the studio, wherever you are. And the intermediate player is the guy who's getting his belts. He's, he's just now getting his belts. So he's still, getting, yeah. he's still getting beat down by the higher belts. And he can still, you know, take a sucker punch from a novice, but... You're in that point where you're just learning, and this is a really hard place to be, which is why I think a lot of times people have novice, intermediate, and high level, because it does feel like that when you're intermediate, like you can just be there forever, but there are more levels. There are more levels, you know, all the way up to the top, but uh, it, it takes actual playing. It takes actual uh, learning and upgrading your strategies and your execution to get to the next to the next levels. You're not just going to get there overnight. No. Moving on to journeyman. Now, I chose the uh, terminology journeyman for a couple reasons. Uh, a journeyman, when it comes to things like carpentry and things like that, that's pretty much your intermediate level. But a journeyman is someone who's learning from a master, which is what we were trying to get at before. It really helps to have someone with you to help teach you how to play. So that's kind of why I wanted to use that language there. And if you're playing with a computer, you can go from being a novice to an intermediate player. But until you actually start playing people competitively, or even just to win matches, play people better than you, you're never ever going to be able to get to a higher level. It's just not really possible. It doesn't really make any sense for it to be possible. There's not really a lot of computers out there that are like perfect to the point where they play like people, you know tricks and frame traps and stuff like that yeah so i think the journeyman would be like the person who's learning they're like a black belt because at that point they understand most all your basics and they've mastered all of that but at the same time it's still a new beginning you're still learning you're still playing other people at your level and you're still trying to make it to higher levels of play so that, to me, is what a journeyman would be. It's a step above an intermediate. And once you hit journeyman, that's where it, really where you can start hitting the ground running and moving up to higher levels. Because intermediate is really hard to get out of. But when you're a journeyman, it, you got people with you helping you out. It becomes a lot easier. Yeah. There's a certain process that you learn. You know, learning matchups, learning strategies as opposed to techniques, as opposed to tech. Well, you're always lurking, you're, you know, you're always working on your technique. You're always looking for a new tech, which is like t uh, a technology within the game that you can exploit to win. That's just, that's, that's just knowledge, you know? And then 
and then strategies, tactics and strategies. You know, you got to have all of those. So real quick, a, a technique is like something like learning special moves or a combo. A tactic is like certain setups, like rushing down or, or zoning. And then if you put those all together, you can have a strategy where you have a game plan for each person that or for each match you fight, you know, that's always evolving. So it's like the, the levels of complexity in a fighting game. You have to master all of those to get, you know, and, and start learning all the different one, or all the different, you know, tactics, techniques, um, and strategies before you can start making it out of the journeyman phase. Yes. And once you start putting those together, you become a high level player, which is the fourth rank. High level players, um, you can see them in streams a lot. You can see them at Evo. These are the people who understand the game and are at that point where they can just play the computer and just get better. These are the guys that are developing tech, like uh, Dreaded was talking about technology. These are the guys who are coming with new tactics. These are the guys who are starting to like break down the game and really go out there and be competitive. I would say, and they have that competitive mindset that yes. they can consistently go out and beat other players that are as good, you know, that as good as ours. Threaten, threaten those who are even better, and utterly crush and humiliate those who are worse. These are the people who have an understanding of why things are happening to them. They're analyzing them and they're moving on. They're learning from their mistakes, their losses. They're learning from their wins. They're learning how to optimize their combos. Every time they play, they've got a mindset of what can I do to play different? What can I try? How can I keep this game interesting to me as well as become a better player? These are the people, and this is a point in time where you start beating players for players rather than beating characters because matchups are yes matchups are very very important as we're all well aware but even more importantly you need to be able to beat the player you need to be able to beat no i'm sorry that's completely wrong you're not beating you're not beating the player like you're not learning the player you need to beat the other person completely the player and the character if you're just beating the character yes that's not really going to work to your advantage because then you got to learn 50 million matchups. If you're just beating the player, that's not going to work either because different players play different ways and you might just be exploiting the bad habits of one person. But if you can beat the person completely, that's when you're at a higher level. That's when you won't really have problems with button mashers and scrubs. Really, journeymen probably won't have any problems with button mashers and scrubs. It's really the intermediate people that are just learning and they're on the precipice of beating those people. But the, the high-level people... They're not going to lose to a scrub. They might get a few hits, might get their licks in. You know, I've, I'm sure we've all seen the video of PR Balrog losing to that one uh, scrubby Cody. Oh, yeah. And that happens. And he's an expert player, which is the next level. But the fact of the matter is he knew what was going on. He adjusted. I mean, it's online. Things happen. It's whatever. But high level is really hard to get to. You've got to like trudge out of being a novice, spend forever as intermediate, get to that phase where you're playing with other people good, so you're a journeyman, and then finally you're a high-level player, you're out there, you're helping other players, you're teaching, as well as learning, and that moves you to the next level. But do you have any thoughts on high-level players there, Dreaded? Well, here's the thing about high-level players. 
I can't tell you what it takes to, to be one because I'm not one. I can tell you that I've seen them. And I, you know, I watch tournaments and I watch streams and they just have not only a, a, a firm grasp and understanding of, of, of every single facet of the game, but they're putting in time to get better at a whole nother level than we can even think of or explain. And meaning like they're going over scenarios when they practice like specific scenarios that they're like going over, what am I going to do in a scramble? Like, what am I going to do, you know, for comebacks? You know, how am I going to eke out wins? There, you know, and, and that's another thing. Like, it's not just enough to be good. They know how to seal the deal at the end of it. Have you ever, like how many times as you, you know, like you and I are pretty good. But how often have we gone out, we've been dominating, dominating, but just couldn't finish the deal? That's frustrating for me. That's like, that's a skill to actually finish the round, you know, to actually get that last bit of BP. Um, finishing matches is a skill and, and something that a, an expert player is definitely good at or a high level player that can just consistently be, and, and you know what? And they're not just good at one thing and they're, they're good at everything. You know, they certainly have their strengths, but they're good at everything. They've practiced, they've, they've got all of the different facets of the game down, not just one or two, not just enough to get them to win because that's not going to be enough to get you to win at a high level. So the high level players are also the type of people who can like go to a different game and they don't have to worry about the novice phase so much. They're just immediately like intermediate. <laughs> and this is their high yeah. level. They've already gone through the journeyman phase, so they already know people who they probably, I'm assuming they would know people who are also good at other games that they can just get in with. These are people who can learn quickly. So, yeah, I, and they've they've mastered the process of getting better. Yes. This next phase is interesting to me. I put a big old star next to it. Expert. Probably wondering, like, well, who could be better than high level? They all sound so awesome. Like, well, let's talk about experts because you have high level players and then you have expert players. We're talking guys like Momochi. We're talking guys like Daigo. We're talking guys like PR Balrog. These are guys who can destroy character matchups, destroy some of the top players. These are the people who come up with the new technology. These are the people who... That everyone looks up to. Yes, these are the people who were... Years later, when you watch them play, you realize how far ahead of the curve they were. Like, when people were talking trash about Daigo during an Evo a few years back, when he was using Shoryukens over and over again, people didn't know at the time that he was actually practicing a new option select. That's crazy to think about. Like... How did he get that far ahead of everybody before? He was using option selects and like semifinals at Evo that he was experimenting with. These are people who are just <laughs> ridiculous, legendary, as it were. Living oh yeah, he's definitely a legend. You know, they're they're coming up all the time, and and you know, you get to a site like SRK or SureYouCan.com or Event Hubs, and they'll, they'll talk about them. The Daigos, the infiltrations, the Momochis. 
those are the pros. Those are like the LeBron Jameses of, uh, and, and the Michael Jordans of, yes. of SF. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm not saying that you're not going to be, but you're probably not going to reach that level. And if you do, remember us, please, <laughs> and give us a shout out. Um, I think it's important that you also you noted Michael Jordan and LeBron James because look at the NBA. The NBA is full of high-level players, but there's only a few experts. Yeah. Yes. That are not just making the roster, but making the all-star game, making playoff appearances, but make, getting triple doubles. That's the, that's the expert players that we're talking about. Now, why, why? We're not there. You know, I can't even consider myself a high-level player like the, the other class that we were just talking about. I can't even – I don't even consider myself to even be there. Not at all. Why are we even talking about these expert players? Here's one reason why. Because their matches are out there to watch. You can learn from them. You know, you just watching them will make you better. Just watching the, the way they play the play the, the way they play footsies, their execution. It's very inspirational. We've had podcasts about this, like about, you know, getting inspiration from from watching these professional, uh, uh, you know, esports legends, but they're the ones that are making this tech. Like I heard that Jian found like an option select in the Street Fighter Five beta that wasn't there before. That like can beat both punishes like you know certain certain strikes and throws. You know, they're they're the guys that are coming up with this stuff. Like infiltration is already had like a. Just a ridiculous, ridiculous 32-game win streak. I watched his, his stream on Twitch where he was taking Nash and Body and Fools and being the goofy infiltration self that he was. It's it's knowledge that's out there that you, if you know how to glean from it, if you know how to watch it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's there for the taking, but you just have to know what you're looking at. So that's why we're – that's why I, I, I'm even considering even putting – you know talking about it is not that because we're there but because we have so much to learn from that level it's important to know who your experts are they deserve recognition for the work they put in but more importantly there's someone you can learn from just by watching their matches just like you said you need to have a better understanding of a game just to collect anything from that because they're usually way up there so watch rewatch those matches listen to commentators like good commentators talk about why these things are amazing, you know, what you need to be looking for. Anybody can watch the the Evo Moment number 37 Perry video and say, oh, that's pretty cool. But just really analyze the environment, everything going on, all the way down to why was Justin Wong mashing on his controller when he couldn't break out of the combo? This is, this is an expert player. He, he should know better. He was trying to distract Daigo. These are things that didn't come out right away and that most people wouldn't understand. But there's so much meta to fighting games. There's so much to learn. It's This is why I love fighting games, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because on the surface, it's a, it's a simple... There's only two to four to six characters on the screen at a time. A timer and some life bar. And depending on the game, a couple different bars. But, like, you know... It's not Final Fantasy. You're not you're not doing it, you know, you're not leveling these characters up. You're leveling yourself up. It but the complexity is when the fight starts, 
um, when the fight starts, there's so much going on. Yes. And I think that covers all my levels, sir. Yeah. So can we talk about a couple different ways that we can level up, go from one to the next? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. I, the first, let's just, let's just get this out the way. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'll say it. There's the, the F, the F word. Oh shoot. I'm going to drop the, I'm going to drop the F word on y'all. All right, drop it. It's called fundamentals. Oh, you did not. <laughs> oh yeah. shoot. Fundamentals? It's fundamentals. All right, all right. All right. Like we said, going from a button masher to a novice, all you need to do is learn how to do special moves. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is knowing what all the buttons on the controllers do. And I'm not talking about like, oh, it's light punch, medium punch. No, 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 no. Like the fundamentals of the timing and the spacing of, a, of fighting. Like, do you know that like when you press the heavy kick button, like what range does it cover? How much recovery does it have? Like, and what space you need to throw it at, you know, just the basics, just the basics, like sweep range, like the, the jump speed, the, like, like how to, how to kind of space your strikes out. Right. You know, like not throwing a a telegraph fireball too close to the opponent. These things are what we call fundamentals, like just the basics of moving back and forth and trying to land a hit on another character. Or trying to counter another person's attack. There are things; these are things that can get easily skipped over, but you need to have down pat before you even make it out of the second level. You know what I'm saying? You can make it out of button measure just by learning special moves, but fundamentals, like that's the building block. You got to start there. What do you think about fundamentals, Angry? I think that having strong fundamentals in any one game can make you better at practically all games. You can pretty much take your fundamentals from Street Fighter, right? And you can go play some Dengeki Bunko. Now, here's the deal. Actually, let me let me not even make that comparison. Let me make it with Street Fighter Cross Tekken, because I think I can say this with confidence that that's probably our best game. Yep. You can take your rest fundamentals. You can yeah, rest in peace, man. You can take your fundamentals from Street Street Fighter Four and play a mean game of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. You can. That's possible. You can wipe the floor with people. With strong fundamentals in Street Fighter 4. Now, when somebody actually knows how to play Street Fighter Cross Tekken, like they understand the gym system, uh, the juggle system and all that, once they get that, they're going to they're gonna crush your soul. But having strong fundamentals will benefit you. And even after you start getting your soul crushed, since you have strong fundamentals in Street Fighter 4... You can easily pick up the fundamentals in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I played a guy who is actually rather good at Street Fighter 4 in the USO. And he watched me play Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And he said, man, that game looks pretty cool. I like the combos and whatnot. He was picking up things. We all know about Cho. If you don't, I'll tell you right now. This is a man who picked up a strategy guide. Watch the game and then just do amazing combos. Just by pressing buttons, figuring it out. He had strong... And landing them. Yes, he was setting them up and landing them. He had strong fundamentals in Tekken. He had strong fundamentals in Street Fighter. And they bridged over to many other games. 
just it's it's all about just knowing the the spacing and the timing of things when to throw when not to you know when to block when to throw it's the simple things that sometimes people can look over and just focus on the flashier aspects like combos or setups or vortexes none of that matters none of that will matter if your fundamentals are not on point and even at the very highest level people people talk about oh this person's fundamentals are a little stronger or this person's strength is his fundamentals like what does that mean it's like oh he's good at just the simple things the basic things like if you're playing football the fundamental is like blocking you know if you're playing basketball fundamental chest pass you know you can't just you can't just be about the 360 dunks you got to be about like passing a ball to a teammate don't look don't overlook it cuz it's easy to overlook for the flashier aspects of the game. That's true. It's just like exercising. You're not going to jump up there and do one-handed pull-ups. you got to get the fundamentals down first. Yeah. Just do a normal pull-up. So, well, is there, is there a second one you want to talk about there? Yeah. The T-word. The T-word? Yeah. Oh. Training room. Oh. You did we've we've covered this in, and training room in one podcast. I did, I did, I did. You know, I said that. Uh-huh. Now we've had podcasts before uh, talking about how to use the training room. I would encourage you to to go back and do that. It's actually a weakness of mine. Sometimes I just get in there and I just like practice combos. That's not what that's for. There's so many ways that you can use the training room to improve your fundamentals, to to practice situations, to you know train. And I, 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 so many that I can't even go into them, but it's like, you know, the difference between training harder and training smarter. What's that? You, you can, I mean, you can spend three hours in the training room, but not level up. Yes, you can. We see it all the time. Training room. All the time. It's not leveling up his game because he's not learning how to defeat. He's, you know, he's not learning what moves are safe or not safe. He's not learning how to escape certain kinds of pressure because he's not setting that up in training in the training room to try to defeat it. Now I know we've had an already, already had a podcast about this. So go back in our podcast library and, and look it up. But just a quick example, I was sick of online ables step kicking like kicking me and then stepping forward and, and just just getting three free throws on me you know when i was dj so i set the, the 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 training bot to do that step kick to tornado throw over and over and over again and i went over every single move that i had to find out which situations what i had it like with ex without ex with charge without charge what are my safest options what's going to get me thrown or what's going to get me mixed up, you know? So that's just one thing I could go, I could sit there and beat on an inanimate able, you know, all day and my execution might get better, but I'm not going to beat those ables when they're step kicking me. So that's a quick training room anecdote, man, that training room, that's where you make your money. You know, that's where you invest your time and you have to invest wisely. You know, it's just like real investing. If you invest all your time and you're just learning combos, when you get in that game, what's going to happen when you get hit with different setups? What if your opponent doesn't just stand there and let you cross them up? You got to diversify your portfolio.
in the training room. Yeah. All right. So Absolutely. Like yeah. What happens when they figure out your one strategy? Diversification. You just brought that up. That's another way to level up. You have to learn different methods of fighting, different strategies. Agreed. Yeah. 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 There's definitely more than one way to skin a cat. I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sorry, Cammy. <laughs> Cammy will kill me. Cammy and Yo, she loves them cats. Yeah. Don't talk about the cats. You'll get you'll get a you'll get a, a spiral cannon to the face. She will break my neck. <laughs> I think that pretty much uh I think that covers it. You know, diversifying, training room, fundamentals, those those will definitely level you up. And the thing to remember about fundamentals are you can have very strong fundamentals, but they're not necessarily gonna make you a high level player. Uh, you need to learn that at that point, if you want to be a high level or an expert player, you're gonna have to learn a three sixty dunk. <laughs> Gonna have to do that. Yeah, eventually, eventually you're gonna have to do that. Eventually you're gonna have to learn how to how to shoot like Steph Curry or, or you know, dunk it like LeBron. Yeah, you're gonna have to learn that. But you know, <laughs> until then, learning your fundamentals, getting in the training room, diversifying your play style, that will definitely get you up at least to journeyman status, I believe. So, just yeah, get out there, get and join the community. We have online now. Play online. Yeah, I know. Go out there and jump. You can travel the world from your from your very own living room. No longer do you have to stuff a bunch of multicolored geese in a dirty duffel bag, take your shoes off, put a headband on, and trudge away across the globe fighting random bumps in the street to get better. Nope. Don't have to do that anymore. Nope. But yeah, that's uh, that's that. And as normal with our podcast, you know, we want to close it out with some extra notes on the side. Uh, I know yeah, man. Decided to talk about a few things here. I got that Street Fighter Five on pre-order. Now, let okay, me tell you guys, right. it's been uh, this this year has been crazy. I haven't been able to play the beta, which just makes me that hungrier. Because yes. I've been I've been I've been watching some reviews. I've been listening to some stuff. I've been watching some matches. I have not played it myself, so I'm super hungry. Can I tell you? I know in a previous podcast, I, I was talking to some guests and stuff about the. Um, a concern I had about Street Fighter V, about it being boring. And then on another podcast, I said, I'm kind of actually excited because of all the different crazy characters that are coming out that might mitigate that. Okay. You know what is making me kind of excited about Street Fighter V? What's that? It's like they don't have just one mechanic that everybody has in the like the pairing or focus tech or whatnot that – Everyone's got their own mechanic. Like, it kind of filters out some of the BS that you can pull off to be fraudulent. Like, you're gonna have to be good at the game. You know, this, I I hope that's the case anyway. There's there's gonna be less mechanics to exploit, and there's gonna be less trash. You know, there's gonna be tech, but it's not gonna be. In like Street Fighter Four, where like it, you know, you can kind of like exploit the FADCs or exploit the focus attack. Like people, everyone can do it. Yeah, some people could use them better than others. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like everyone had this one mechanic, but some characters couldn't exploit it as well as others. And let's talk about the fact that that one mechanic was also very difficult to pull off. Yeah. 
I mean, absolutely. We can do it. I mean, you and I can do it, but you're not. I I do it in matches. Yeah, you're not. It took me forever. You do, and I hate it. That stupid. Oh, I'm gonna sit here and knock you in the air with my hand, and I'm gonna jump up and air throw you. (laughs) Don't like. Or you know, yeah, I know. You're like, oh, I'm blocking the show. You're gonna totally gonna. Oh, you just you just FADC right out of that. Totally safe. It's there's gonna be less of that in this game, and it's gonna be consequences for your choices. So I think with street fighter five, it's going to be like the most important thing is knowing the matchups, but also like knowing the choices, like it's going to be a series of choices. You know what I'm saying? And if you like, if you make the wrong choice, if you make bad decisions, you're going to get hammered for them. Yeah, man. Everybody's got got choices. You got to make the right (laughs) ones, you know? Yeah, man. So, angry. Tell me, tell me, what what are you most excited about coming up in the in the next years? First of all, let me back this up real quick. I did play the beta. Oh yeah, tell I me, tell me what's your thoughts, man. I played the beta last year when I was off visiting my uh, former girlfriend. Sadness. And shout outs. Shout outs to profound sadness. Very profound sadness, but she's a great person. Awesome. Gotta love gotta love your gamer chicks. Let me tell you something. Word. I played that beta and what you were saying, I felt. I felt like because I'm not gonna sit here and say that I have the best fundamentals ever, but I feel like my fundamentals are fairly strong. Stronger than they were at least. It's definitely stronger than a novice. And I was winning matches with just my fundamentals. Now, that being said, the really good players were Drax and my Sklounts. But <laughs> and they were different Drax. I was getting Drax uh, so bad. Rashid, I been so. <laughs> but, but, I was getting in there. With, I played primarily as Ken and Karen. I got in there and I was just playing with fundamental. I was using over, mix-ups, you know, the overheads, uh, mixing in throws. The thing that I needed to work on is that from playing Street Fighter IV, uh, none of my characters have strong Shoryuken attacks. Uh, as you know, Dreaded, I play Makoto and Poison as my two best characters. You know right. that Poison's up kick doesn't really have a lot of invincibility and it doesn't really hit behind her at all when it goes straight up. Yeah. Kind of annoying. And Makoto doesn't have a Shoryuken at all to just use like the... She's she's a grounded anti-air. Yeah. And it's, it's, it has its uses but it's, it's not the same thing as... No. And, and it's awesome. It's a fantastic move but it's not the same thing. No. Now, so I'm, I'm kind of used to not being able to spam Shoryukens. So I wasn't really getting a lot of counter hits after my short because I was using them when I knew that I should use them as reversals. That being said, I was punishing people who were playing like Street Fighter 4, and I was still had the bad habit, which I was saying earlier before I skip over that. Here's my bad habit playing the game. I was going on autopilot. I was getting knockdowns, and I was hitting jump for the cross-up, and I was just like, running through the gamut like okay combo 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 knock him down jump over start the combo again oh wait there's quick recoveries the game is a lot faster you can't just go on autopilot you actually have to think about what you're doing as you do it Ooh, see that's a different flow 
Yes, and it, it hurt. It hurt when I got hit like 93 times, but that happens. Well, that's, you know, we actually have to consciously make choices every second of the game. Yep. <sighs> get hit in the I face. cannot wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Nope. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to try every character. I mean, I know I want to try to main Nikali, but that's just because I think he looks awesome. But he has dreads, and I got dread envy. But I'm going to try everybody. I'm not going to get into that mindset where like, no, I'm going to be DJ because I'm the DJ guy. And every time I try to play as someone else, I'm just not as good as when I'm with my DJ. So I'm just going to be DJ. Um, okay. It's one thing to be a character loyalist, but I think that hindered me. I'm not saying I didn't get W's with DJ. I got, I got, I got points with oh, my DJ online. You got, you got W's with DJ. But the point is, I think it, it hurt. It actually hindered my development as a, as a, as a fighter overall. Cause I wasn't opening myself to, up to other strategies. So my new, my new strategy is going to be learn everybody and then glean from what I need to do and then take my strongest game into every match. Yes. Yes. And, uh, can I tell you, um, you know, I got, I, I got my PS4 now. I'm on, I got the, I, I downloaded street fighter four for it just cause that's what we do. <laughs> and I've been, I've been playing Ryu. Um, I'm not good with him because everyone else has been playing Ryu for since, you know, 2009, but I'm working on my fund. Yeah. But I'm, I'm working on my fundamentals. That's good. I'm working on my fundamentals. I'm going back to the roots of street fighter. I don't ensure you can Tatsu. There you go. Now you were asking me before what I'm excited about in the new year. These past few years have been so good for fighting games. I mean, think about it. We got, so good. We got Omega, you know. I mean, I'm sorry. We got Ultra Street Fighter Four. We got Mortal Kombat X. We got that Smash Brothers Wii U. We got that Killer Instinct. We got all kinds yeah. of Dojin games that are being released in the states, like Undernight and Birth, and Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax, which is a really long title, but whatever. But you know what? Tell me. I am excited about that King of Fighters. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, King of Fighters is back. King of Fighters is coming back. And and guess what? We're actually excited about it this time. Yes. Yes, we are. You know what? When it first came out, I looked at those images, and I was like, nah, this ain't going to work for me. This looks terrible. Now, in my heart of hearts, I knew that I was still going to play it, but it looked terrible. And I was worried because I was like, man, no one's going to want to play this game. But word of those PS2 graphics. Word yeah. of those PS2, straight up maximum impact right now. But you know what? I played maximum impact. It was terrible, but I still played it, and I was still gonna play this one. But this new trailer dropped, the newest trailer that I saw, and I was like, man, this reminds me of King of Fighters 2002 right now. I love King of Fighters yeah. 2002. There's like 60 characters in this game. I love the fact that there's 60 characters in this game. The characters aren't neutered anymore. With for their uh, special moves, KOF 13 took away a lot of their special moves, but now they have them, and it's awesome. I can't wait. That's what I'm excited about. That's good, and you know I'm excited about it too. Cause let's—I mean, let's just be real. 
and let's just be honest. I know everybody on this pod listens to this pod plays either Street Fighter, Tekken, or Smash, right? Yeah. I mean those and then and then and then there's uh Mortal Kombat fans out there. But there's more. There's more. So much more. And listen, if you're not if you haven't played King of Fighters because you're like, no, I do Street Fighter and this just looks like, you know, poor man Street Fighter, it's not. It's amazing. And it's got its own crowd, but uh Angry Challenger um converted me. I got the game. I'm not nearly as good as him. Cause it's amazing and it's hype and they had it at Evo and people were like, it was turning heads. People were like, Oh, this, Oh, look at this game. What is it? What are, oh, what's going on on this? Now it's, it's good. Um, and it's got unique things about it and amazing characters, a really tight gameplay, deep, deep. If this is your thing, it's got a real deep story to it. A lot of really interesting characters, history behind it. There's been a lot of these games out. So get get on that King of Fighters. I really like that the thirteen was was still doing the two D sprite thing. Um, but you know, looks like fourteen is going to be the new style. So I'm excited about it. I hope they clean it up. I hope it looks awesome, and I hope that I hope that they put Yamazaki in the game. I hope they put Blue Mary in. I know that they're not on the like release cheat list, but hey. I, that's what I want. And you know what? There's 60 characters in. I know they're going to put in a lot of new characters. But there are so many characters in that franchise. Can we see Vanessa again? Can we see Ramon and Seth? Please. SNK, hear my cry. Please release these characters. And you know what? There are a lot of other fighting games out there too. There's PlayStation All-Stars. I just wanted to say that. I know nobody's ever going to play that game again. I just wanted to say it. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, PlayStation All-Stars. But you're going to die forever. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I think that covers it. I think I think that's what we have for now until the next podcast. So let's close it as we normally do. You know, shout out to the USO. Uh, I've been yes. Events here in USO Kandahar, and I don't know if you checked out the Facebook page at all, but our tournaments have really picked up. Like I haven't had to cancel a single tournament I've had this. Yo, weeks. those can those those tournaments are looking full. They were looking bouncing. Uh, people were. Killing each other in that Mortal Kombat? They were murdering each other. It was it was awful. <laughs> Apparently in that game there's interactable objects where you just throw people at other people. How angry do you have to be to throw another person at a person to hurt them? Dude, Mortal Kombat level angry. That's a lot of anger. I'm not even I'm that angry. Hey man, that's dude, you're the angry challenger. I gotta get angrier. I gotta get yeah. Jose Otome angry. But let me tell you what. Shout out to the USO, you know, support the USO, head to their website, donate your time and money to the USO. They're a great organization. And shout, shout out, out to anyone who's listening to this podcast because of our panels, yes. because you follow us because of our panels. If we met you at a con and we had a fun time goofing around and you were, you know, listening to this podcast as a result, shout outs to you. We don't know if we're going to get our panels at uh, Acon this year. But I will be at Akon. I have the hotel room, and I got my. I'm already registered. We submitted same here. Panels. So even if we don't get it, shout out to you. We'll be uh, running around having a good time. I will be in Japan for the release of Street Fighter Five. Why did I not say that before? Is that kind of a big deal? It's kind of a big deal, Angry. That's kind of, 
I will be in Japan for the release of Street Fighter Five. That is shout out to Angry in Japan. That's I'm I'm gonna take plenty of pictures, and I'm sure maybe we'll do a uh, overseas podcast for my hotel room. I'll talk about my experience in Japan oh. and, the, and the arcades there. Oh, so arigato. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. <laughs> oh so man! So bad. Okay. So angry's going to the land of the rising beatdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Oh, I'm gonna get beat so bad. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's learning. It's... Hey, Snake Eyes went to Japan to to level up his game. You can do it too. Yes, I I'm can. Talking about the the. Talking about the player named Snake Eyes, not the G.I. Joe named Snake Eyes. <laughs> Both like of you are black. You cl- <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Hey, he got look, he got top eight at Capcom Cup and he was wrecking fools. Wrecking. Wrecking. And the dude who beat him in the first round, he came back and got that run back and eliminated that fool. So Shoutouts to Snake Eyes. Shout out to Kayoma for that awesome Snake Eyes Kayoma matchup I saw. Yo, Kayoma was bringing it too. Um, so yeah, he, the the one guy that made it from Brazil uh, came in, but we are, you know, that was great. But anyway, um, we might need any more shoutouts, man. No more shoutouts, but we might have to do like a quick, like a really fast challenger rant on Capcom Cup because I really want to hear your opinion on that one of these days. You got it. Let's do it. All right, man. Let's do it another time. Okay, well, uh, I guess I'll close it out, or you will. Would you like to hit it up with that uh, classic Tristan Thompson? Until the next challenge. Thank you. Shout out Tristan Thompson. Yeah, shout out to Tristan Thompson, the Dynamite Challenger.